All right. Welcome to Mark <laughs> Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Just Mark today. The number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. Now, in this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Wednesday, August 9th. The S&P is down four out of the last five days. We'll see what happens today, although it looks like we might make it five out of six. Should we be worried about banks? We'll discuss what happened yesterday with Moody's downgrades. All eyes on upcoming inflation data, pen sores, lift slides, Plus, we'll review our open positions and earnings for Disney and when that come out after the bell. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and today we're calling the show Coffee with Mark. Now, even though I'm running the show solo today, I promise that you're in good hands. You could say we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading, decades actually and we know our stuff we're not afraid to tell it like it is so if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading then you are at the right place and before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets let's take a look at what's moving the markets today let me go to a chart here and let's try this one more time there we go perfect S&P 500. And let me just zoom in a little bit here. Look at this. So after making highs of the year on Thursday, the 27th, we reversed. We tried to pop higher uh, early, uh, the wrapping up the, the month of July. But since then, August has been a bit of a rough month, uh, down four out of five sessions. Yesterday, even though we were able to come off of session lows here for the indices, we still finished the day negative. So the S&P down 0.4% yesterday, the Dow finishing lower, although coming well off those session lows down 0.5%, uh, and the NASDAQ also lower down 0.8%. Well, this morning, it looked like we were going to see a little bit of a pop, but we have turned negative for the day. The S&P down 0.3% right now, Nat, uh, Dow slightly uh, lower, and the NASDAQ down 0.9%. We see the NASDAQ hitting that 50-day moving average. We'll see if it holds. Now, uh, for most of the morning, it was actually a, a pretty quiet session. Let me go to a five-minute chart here, and if we look at the five-minute chart, we see that we opened higher and we just moved sideways, sideways, sideways. And just recently, we started to dip. So, hey, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But yesterday, the, the flavor of the day or the big concern, what led to the drop was uh, bank worries once again. We had that bank crisis back in March. And if we go and look at a chart, we see that uh, you know led to a sell-off and there was some uh, instability in the market, not sure what that was going to uh, lead to and if it was a systematic issue and bigger concern or if it was something that was isolated. And yesterday, Moody's did downgrade the credit rating on 10 small and mid-sized banks. Uh, this was because of st stress from higher interest rates. So uh, shrinking profit margins, 
along with uh, relatively lower capital levels compared to peers at some regional banks uh, were a concern. Oh, also there was a concern about potential commercial real estate defaults. Uh, these reasons were what really what Moody cited uh, to reassess their ratings on banks. Now, even though they they did uh, downgrade the credit ratings on ten small and mid-sized banks. The analysts there stressed that the U.S. banking system was still strong overall and that even the banks it cut were rated investment grade, indicating a low default risk. So I think this is why there was some uncertainty and instability or not necessarily instability, but uh, just not necessarily a panic, but uh, worry with investors. Let's take some profits. What you know, what's next here? But if we read between the lines, there's issues with the potential profitability of banks and the what happens when interest rates rise normally that's a great for banks but uh to keep investors to uh and not investors but depositors at the bank they have to ha uh, offer higher rates to keep that money there right so in a lower interest rate environment and if you think about it for the longest time you could have money in a savings account at a bank and you just weren't getting anything, like no interest. Uh, interest rates were just lousy. And now uh, depositors, they're expecting more. So the, the profit margins are a little slimmer uh, compared to what they have been in the past. And, and this, again, it just overall, is it a major factor, major issue? I don't believe so. Uh, PNC, a position I'm in, uh, took a little bit of a hit yesterday because of this worry. But again, the truth is that even with these downgrades, the the banks that were in question or uh, were a concern, they're rated investment grade. And they uh, really are saying that there's a real low risk of default for those banks. But hey, that's their job to provide ratings. So Looks like traders are still trying to digest what's going on, how that impacts things, and if it's uh, something that could potentially snowball into something a little bit bigger, or you know, even if it's not a banking issue, whether or not the this enthusiasm and this rally uh, has come to an end or at least paused. I'd say it's definitely paused, and we've talked about this before, but I think that a pullback is absolutely healthy for the market. I think it shakes out some uh, traders and uh, people who are, are trying to just jump onto something because it, it sounds great and it gives traders and investors an op well, investors typically because uh, retail traders tend to do the opposite of what they should do. Uh, it gives investors an opportunity to to buy again, right? Uh, take some profits and and uh, reestablish positions or or manage portfolios to. Uh, take exposure in, in different positions on an opportunity to buy a pullback. So I, I think this is great. Might get back down to 4,400 or, or somewhere in between where we're at now and 4,400. We have this 50 day in the S&P. Right now, even though we've pulled back, you see there's a little short-term support there, right? So we'll see where we go. The fear index yesterday spiked to levels that we hadn't seen in months. Uh, actually got as high as What's that? 1814, which was last seen on May 31st. So spiking the multi-month highs ended up reversing by the end of the day when we closed pretty much near where we opened and we were well off session lows. 
So yeah, it's, it's still low, but compared to what we've seen recently elevated. So fear index, uh, tracking volatility in S and P 500, uh, stock and, uh, traders saying, okay, there, we, we expect some price fluctuation, which is good if you're an option seller. Now let's go to PowerX Optimizer and let's take a look at the economic calendar here because inflation data is on the horizon. Tomorrow we have CPI data, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern, an hour before markets open. This is going to be a biggie. CPI data. Now, CPI data tends to be the, the bigger of the two uh, or the, the one that garners the most attention and, and potentially a reaction. So uh, this is this is important for the market. And uh, we'll see if there's a, a shock or a surprise. Right now, core CPI, the expectation is that there's a 0.2% increase, which is exactly what happened before. And uh, that's manageable. Uh, PPI data, core PPI expected to increase 0.2%. This would be a tick higher than it was last month. And we will see. Now, let's look at the heat map here and, and look at the S&P 500, see where we have some weakness in selling and if it's across the board and it's not. So even though we recently turned negative, we see here that a lot of the, the drop right now is because of the, the big seven or the magnificent seven. We see Apple down 1%, Microsoft down almost 1%, NVIDIA down almost 5%, Google down 1%, Meta down 2.5%, Amazon down 1.5%, Tesla down 2.3%. And the rest of the S&P looks to be slightly higher. Sure, software application is in the red. Maybe financial services a little bit mixed, right? You have JP Morgan down, Bank of America down, Wells Fargo down, uh, PayPal down, uh, Burke B down, Morgan Stanley down, Schwab down. But but these are minor moves and a lot of green elsewhere. So uh, it really seems to as though the, the big seven are dragging the market lower right now. If we look at the NASDAQ, a little more red, but that's... Uh, so let's not just say the big seven, it's it's tech that seems to be pulling the market down a little bit. Um, and that's why the S&P is down. The Dow a little bit mixed, of course, Microsoft and, and Apple biggies there from a market cap perspective. Uh, but looking at other companies, there's there's some green. And that's why when we look at the indices, the Dow just slightly lower, the Nasdaq or tech leading the way lower down 1% and the S&P down 0.3%. So we'll see if this uh, sell-off has some legs and expands or if uh, we're still going to see a quiet session, which we've seen so far today with inflation data, CPI to be specific, coming out tomorrow before markets open. So we've pretty much gotten through earnings season, uh, or at least the majority of the companies. We still have retail and, and some companies reporting. We'll look at two big names uh, today uh, that will report after the bell. But 90% of the S&P or 90% of the companies in the S&P have now reported. And we now turn our attention to data like CPI. Let's take a look at a few market movers here real quick if we look at pen pen had a huge move 
overnight it was up 22 percent uh, started the day up at 29 dollars a share just yesterday it closed at 24.84 pulling back a little bit some uh, a, a bit of a reversal here from where we started or began the day still up nine percent so nice little move uh, this comes after reporting better than expected earnings so an earnings beat and a revenue beat they also announced a, a deal uh, to create ESPN bet so uh, this is Disney's ESPN announced a 10-year deal with Penn to create ESPN Bet, a sports betting site. As part of the deal, Penn will pay ESPN $1.5 billion in cash. And Disney was up a little bit. And Penn, at early on, traders and investors liking that. So we'll see. Uh, that ESPN Bet is... Uh, supposed to be out this fall we'll see if it helps Penn. take a look at another company reporting earnings this would be lyft lyft is the ticker there we go and kind of all over the place gapping down selling off trying to rally back towards the close right now down 0.3 percent so uh, lyft reported a surprise uh earnings uh the positive earnings per share versus what was expected to be a negative or, or a loss uh, per share they also reported revenue it, it shows that it's red here but this was essentially in line with estimates so uh they were initially up 12 percent with investors liking this news but now down uh, not as bad uh so cutting those losses and getting into the range that we had the last couple of days. Another company reported earnings, RIVN Rivian. Let's look at this one. And Rivian down 9% right now. Rivian uh, earnings per share, still a loss, but not as bad as expected. Uh, the revenue was slightly better than expected. So they did have a beat um but investors not liking those numbers or expecting more expecting more down almost 10 percent getting back down to 2239 breaking lower here after uh, a pretty nice uh, narrow range between 2350 28 for the last couple of weeks well let's talk about trades let's talk about opportunities and let's first start with my portfolio and marcus is uh really doing the same thing here so we mentioned this i think on on friday but alb a trade that both marcus and i are in uh we sold puts so we do not own shares yet but we collected premium we got paid to potentially own shares and i sold the 190 strike that's expiring on Friday, Marcus sold the 192.50. Uh, yesterday, it got close to the, well, actually, uh, Marcus's 192.50 went in the money briefly. It went to 191.53. Right now, ALB at 196.23. Looking good. Nothing for us to do here. We'll see. Will we get assigned or will it expire worthless? We just have to wait and find out. CSIQ, this is one that we were 
watching all day long. We have an order in, and I'll let you know tomorrow if it gets filled or not. But we have an order to sell 35 calls in the market. Uh, the premium on the 35 calls is really good right now. As far as an ROI uh, goes based on the time that's available, the, the premium looks pretty good. We'll see. We'll let everybody know what happens uh, to, in tomorrow's Coffee with Mark. But right now we're assigned at 35. We've collected some nice premium on the put side for this. And I'm okay owning shares at 35. I'm looking to sell calls. We'll see if that order gets filled. GoDaddy, another one that we do not own shares yet, but we sold puts and we sold the 68 puts. Right now, these are looking pretty good. They're not as actively traded as some of the other uh, companies that we've traded. So getting out at 90% of the max profit, it's going to be a little tough, uh, but we do have an order to close this at 90% max profit based on the premium that we collected. At least uh, right now, unless there's some big move and reaction, looks like those puts are going to expire worthless. NEE, another trade that both Marcus and I took. That we took the same trade here. 69.50 is the strike that we sold uh, last couple of days. That was in the money. Are we concerned? No. I'm okay owning shares at 69.50. Got a nice credit uh, to sell those puts. And now I'm waiting to see what happens by the end of the week. Will we get assigned? Will we uh, see that put expire worthless? Just have to wait and see. PNC. PNC, another one right now. I'm waiting to sell calls. My cost basis is 136. My break even is 129.35. So slightly down on the trade right now. Uh, but this one, I, I think that with the reversal that we had yesterday, that was pretty strong. It looks like we're down a little bit today. I, I, it's just one of those trades where I think we have to be patient with it. And we do have some nice ranges, new ranges that have been reestablished. And looking for this to get back up to that upper range so I could sell calls at 136, 137 or higher. This is one where I'd really like to be collecting some premium at this upper range. And then be open to it breaking higher and making a little bit of money on the stock as well. That's just going to boost the overall profitability of the trade. Right now, can't sell calls. But these are the five positions that I'm in. And Marcus, he's in the same. Now, let's take a look at earnings here. Because if we go to the earnings calendar, here we see that the earnings calendar and the most anticipated companies... It's a lot lighter than it was the last few weeks when we were in the, the heart or the middle of earnings season. Earnings season is starting to wrap up, come to an end. It slows down a little bit. There's still some big companies reporting. I mean, here we see next week we have Home Depot, Cardinal Health, TJX companies, Cisco, Target, uh, Walmart, AMAT, Applied Materials, Deer. So there's definitely some companies that are reporting in the next couple of weeks. It's just the bulk or majority of the companies have reported. As mentioned earlier, I think it was 90%. Yeah, 90% of the S&P has reported. But today we have Walt Disney and Wynn. Let's take a look at Walt Disney. See what Walt Disney has done over the last 12 quarters. And we see that Walt Disney typically beats earnings. So eight out of the last 12 quarters, they beat earnings and the overnight reaction, it's 
a little hit or miss because seven out of 12 times the reaction was positive. And the average up 4.9% when it's positive, down 5.5% when there's a negative reaction. So kind of hit or miss on, on Disney. The price reaction on the seventh day. So what happens when we we see some of the dust settle and is there a general direction or trend? And here it is a little hit or miss too, up five out of 12 times. Uh, on average, up 6.5%. Uh, or if it's a loss over seven days, down 5.9%. So this one, it seems to, to at least based on the last three years, last 12 quarters, that Disney tends to report earnings that are better than expected. But then where it goes from there is really a coin toss. Sometimes up, sometimes down, no clear direction. No, at least based on the last 12 quarters, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have an opinion either way on this one. Now, let's look at when, because this is another one that is reporting after the bell today. Now, this is interesting because when tends to miss on earnings. So four out of the last 12 times, uh, beating eight times missing and overnight the reaction tends to be a coin toss as well up six times down six times on average up 2.9 percent down 1.8 percent on the seventh day this is where it seems as though investors after that earnings are digested are more likely to get bullish win again and, and to pick up some shares and to buy because over the last seventh day or on the seventh day over the last 12 quarters, up 9.1% on average. And that was eight out of 12 times or 67% and down 3.7% uh, or 33% of the time. So there could definitely be a negative reaction. There's no guarantees here, but at least based on what we've seen in the past, when tends to miss on earnings, the overnight reaction hit or miss and over seven days after the dust settles tends to be higher. We'll see if that's true this time around. If you like this video, please give it a like. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. We love our new subscribers. And I'm going to be back here tomorrow with another Coffee with Mark. I think Coffee with Marcus and Mark is coming up next week. We'll keep you posted. Until then, happy trading, everybody.